Yo, what's up, everybody? This is the Victor Cruz Show. We are back. PR, you and I are back for another episode. We're back. We're back for another episode. Obviously, this could not happen without the lovely people at Uninterrupted. Great folks over there. Feel free to subscribe. Leave a five-star rating because we expect nothing less. Absolutely. Similar to your Uber drivers. Mm -hmm. Obviously, on Apple Podcasts. Big budgets. Huge budgets. We're also on Spotify, and we're also on Google Play. Big budgets. Budgets are wide open right now. <laughs> um, always hit us up with your thoughts and ideas. At Team Vic is my Twitter handle, as well as my Instagram handle, at PR underscore RWTW yes, is his. Coming up on the show today, we got a special guest. I don't even want to say his name yet. I want to keep that. Keep it, uh, keep it low. Let's just say he's fast. He's very fast. <laughs> very, very fast. Maybe the fastest. Not maybe. Definitely no, the, fastest the fastest person we've ever interviewed. Person, 100%. By far. I'll go a step first. The fastest person anyone listening knows. One thousand percent. You have not said a lie yet. You have not <laughs> lied yet. Fast. Also, we got some t- our takes on the latest sports and all of that fun stuff. Let's get right into it. Please. Let's do it. Let's get right Let's into it. it. Let's talk about the NBA. Hey, did you see what happened today uh, with Kevin Love? I did not. Kevin Love came out, and mm-hmm. uh, it, it's it's interesting, man. It's Kevin Love came out and said he had a panic attack. Like during a game? Yeah, he said he had a panic attack during a game, and I think it was the Atlanta game. Wow. And um, he described how... Um, I always wonder what a panic attack really is. Yeah, like, I, is that when I see people like blowing into a gar- a, a, a paper bag? That and would be like, hyperventilating. Got it. That's okay, that's, that would, not, that's the that not the same. Not the same. That's what that would that's be. That's different. Okay. He, he talked about um, in an Atlanta game how it got like progressively worse, how he felt like something was wrong, mm-hmm. and then he was on the bench and about to go back in the game, and he said his heart started racing. Um, and then he wasn't in the game. Whether he asked to be subbed out or not, I don't remember. But the starting, the, the, the five was out there, the five players. He wasn't one of them. And then he ran into the locker room, and he said he ended up laying on the ground, like struggling to breathe a little bit. He said mm-hmm. he, I think he said the quote was he felt like his heart was trying to climb out of his body or something wow. like that, something along those lines. That's crazy. And he went to the hospital. He went to the hospital. Like So um, it was interesting. I mean... N- I think the biggest thing for me was was him coming out and actually saying that. Yeah, that's a big deal. But so my my question is, how do you combat this? Do you just encourage players to say something or encourage them? Well, he went to the hospital. He was, you know, he he told someone at some point, or someone went to check on him, and he went to the hospital. But I guess they kept it in secrecy for now. But I guess he's bringing it to light because he wants players to say, "Hey, I felt that same way too." I need to make sure I'm not in the game or trying to play through this when it could be a bigger issue than what it really is. Yeah, I think, look, I, you know, and I'll share this because it's in, it's not anything that, uh, you know what, I'm actually going to read a little excerpt of what he said okay. happened. Um, he said, uh, uh, I knew something was wrong almost right after the tip-off. I was winded within the first five, first few possessions. That was strange. And my game was just off. I played 15 minutes in the first half and made one basket and two free throws. After halftime, it all hit the fan. Coach Lou called the timeout in the third quarter. When I got to the bench, I felt my heart racing faster than usual. Then I was having trouble catching my breath. It's hard to describe, but everything was spinning. Like my brain was trying to climb out of my head. The air felt thick and heavy. My mouth was like chalk. I remember our assistant coach yelling something about a defensive set. I nodded. But I didn't hear much of what he said. By that point, I was freaking out. 
when I got up to walk out the huddle, I knew I couldn't re-enter the game. Like, literally couldn't do it physically. Coach Lou came up to me. I think he could sense something was wrong. I blurted out something like, I'll be right back, and I ran to the locker room. I was running from room to room, like I was looking for something I couldn't find. Really, I was just hoping my heart would stop racing. It was like my body was trying to say to me, you're about to die. I ended up on the floor in the training room, lying on my back, trying to get enough air to breathe. The next part was a blur. Someone from the Cavs accompanied me to the Cleveland Clinic. They ran a bunch of tests. Everything seemed to check out, which was a relief. But I remember leaving the hospital thinking, wait, then what the hell just happened? Exactly. So I texted Kevin today. And like I said, I will share this just because it's not anything personal. I think it's it's a great um, thing to share. Um, my text to him was, bravest shit, I've, bravest shit I've seen in a very long time, my friend. Salute to you. And then I also said, well, that and when I asked Vanessa Pearson to the eighth grade dance, because she was way out of my way, way out of my league. She said, no, by the way. Um, oh, God. But he replied, appreciate it, brother, hoping to help a lot of people. Yeah. And I think for I me- I think that was the thing. That's the big thing. That's the right? Thing. Because he gets nothing out of this. Exactly. If anything, probably by some, he probably gets clowned Little backlash. Some people, yeah, right? Like, yeah. oh, panic attack. The ignorance. Oh, this, right? The of ignorance course. people, yeah. So I thought, you know, that was to be commended, you know, because he gains nothing out of this. Mm-hmm. And he here's a professional athlete making, you know, many millions of dollars as a supermodel girlfriend. That's public knowledge. And for him to come out and say, hey, I had this moment where I didn't know what the hell was going on. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think us as as, you know, especially us as minorities, you and I, it's something we're raised, you know, when it comes to m- mental health issues. We're raised to be like, you know, a man doesn't mm-hmm. say that a man doesn't say, tough, yeah, you know, a man, always, panic attack. Yeah. You know, I had a friend. Yeah, I won't say his name, but he texted me today. He was like, panic attack? Can you imagine I told my father I had a panic attack? He'd be like, que, que? Panic attack, you know? Um, Get out there and play. Yeah, so have you heard of any anyone, I'm not asking for names, have you ever heard of that in football, like in locker rooms you've been in or just friends you have in the league of someone having a panic attack? Never. I've never heard of anyone having a panic attack on or off the field. And here's the interesting thing. Mm-hmm. How many NFL teams? 32. 32. 53 man rosters? Uh, yep, give or take. Right, you can't tell me one player hasn't had at a least attack. easily. Right, it's just easily. something that's not spoken of yeah. in sports. Statistics alone tell you that at least one person mm-hmm. has had a panic attack, mm-hmm. um, and that's the crazy part because I think I commend um, I commend Kevin Love because he's providing awareness right for something that's probably very serious in the NBA and guys just play through it or you know don't talk about it or. You know, don't let their egos talk about it, but it's a big deal. Speaking of a big deal, <laughs> yeah, switching gears here a little bit. So just to give this a little bit of background, I've been sending clips. <laughs> I know where you're and, going. Yeah, you know where by exactly the way, you're going, going off script right now, by the way. Completely off script. <laughs> I've been sent because I'm fed up, P. I'm, I'm fed up. And and shout out to, I don't know the guy personally, but at Per Sources on, on Instagram, <laughs> Fam, you be speaking so much knowledge, B. I can I've been sending clips of Damian Lillard into the group chat mm-hmm. for weeks. Mm-hmm. And, and not just regular clips, clips of this guy ending games at a sporadic. I'm talking about step back, sidestep. Very disrespectful. Dri- very disrespectful. Yes. Against top tier talent. Yes. Steph Curry. You know, uh, it doesn't matter. Yes. Everyone's getting dealt with. 
And what was that last night? You sent me this. Was last this last night, night he went bananas. Last night he against had the Lakers. six threes in the fourth quarter. He is ending. He's ending these games single handedly in dramatic fashion. And they're showing clips of like him pump faking threes, going to the basket. The Lakers have no. Ch- they're just like we don't know how to guard this man. <laughs> and I just need y'all to give him his just due. He's been snubbed out of out of All Star games year in and year out. And he's been whatever he's been, you know, a bench player for the All Star game. Or whatever. Snubbed the Olympic team, a couple, snubbed yeah, the Olympic yeah. team, and came back that next season yeah. in a vengeance. Yes, yes. It's time we start giving Damian Lillard his just due. I, I Can will. We do that. I will say this. I have a friend. Shout out to David Creech, a friend of the show, friend What's of up, friend of both of ours. Of um, who we got to get up, get on the show. Right, we got to get one hundred percent. So uh, as long as he brings sneakers. <laughs> so Creech is the global vice president of brand Jordan Design. So yeah, get at him. Yeah, right. Um, but he's obviously works at Nike, and obviously it's in Beaverton, and you know he's a Portland Trail Trailblazers fan, and for. A couple of years now, he's been like Damian Lillard, D Lillard, D Lillard, and I'm like, oh, you're a homer. It's just you're exactly. a Trailblazers fan, whatever. Um, no, it's serious. Let me. Ask, why do you think he doesn't get his due? Is it because he plays in Portland? I, I I don't think it's because he plays in Portland. I think it's because he plays in the Western Conference, and the Western Conference loaded. is just loaded, yeah, loaded with point guards: Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul, Steph, Steph Curry. Yep. Yep. Harden. I mean, the the list goes like, yeah. on. The yeah. list goes on. I mean, you got a multitude of guys. You could challenge. He's just as good as any of those he's guys. He's just as good, man. He's right there, and in those big games, Pete, he shows up. I will say this: I he plays like he has a chip on his shoulder every time. He I play, love it. Dog. He I plays. D. Leonard plays like he knows we're sleeping. Yep, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And every shot is just like I'm a. I don't gotta step back, but I'm a step back anyway, just to make it even more <laughs> difficult, so y'all can put some respect on my name. That's how he feels. I bro. saw. I saw an interview he did recently. I want to say maybe two weeks ago, if not, you know, sooner. Okay. They asked him. I can't remember who it was, but they asked him, where do they feel he ranks amongst point guards Come in the on. NBA? It's such a And he question. said, you know, I'll tell you this. I'm just as good as anybody. <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm not going to say I'm the best. But I'm not going to say I'm second, third. But I'm just as good as anybody. I wanted him to almost pull the Jimmy Butler card out. Like, play me one-on-one. Anybody line up, play me one on one. I think you like him because he went to a small school. He go to like Weber State, something like that. Went to no, some he small, went to yeah, uh, it was a small school. He went to Portland State. No, no, I'll look it up now. No, it might be Weber State. Yeah, Weber State. Weber State. It is Weber State. It's a small school. I think yes, you, yes, you yes. small school guys stick I mean, around together. I mean, it's just <laughs> if the talent is there, I'm gonna mention it. Let me ask you this: Is he a top five point guard in the NBA? He should be. Yes. No, not he should yes, be. Yes. Is he a in top my five opinion, point guard? He's number five. Okay. I know who your four is if you put him at five. <laughs> <laughs> I know who your four. I know who your four is. Oh, um, God. Yo, and three of them are in the Western no, Conference. No, very true. Very like, true. come on. And the other one's from Jersey. Exactly. One hundred percent. Let's be clear. <laughs> hey, this is this is one of my favorite times a year because post All Star, you can feel it. You know, it ratchet, ratchet it up. up. Yeah. yeah, it's like let's crank this Un thing up. Yeah, caliente, yeah. Papi. Let's crank this thing up. Caliente. Let's crank this thing up. And you can feel the sprint. You can feel people jockeying for position. You can feel it gets real. Yep. It gets real. Absolutely. Um, 
how are you feeling? Obviously, if you're talking NBA, you got to talk Cavs, mm-hmm. for better or worse. Uh, uh, how you feel, feel about the Cavs right uh, now? Because you texted me the other day like, hey, because you're uh, a Cavs fan and you get a lot of shit for it. I do. I get right? a lot of shit. Because I'm a LeBron guy, so I follow the Cavs, obviously. Of course. Do I think the Knicks are going to draft another random Russian? Probably. <laughs> but <laughs> What was the text? I said, uh, you know, the Knicks with, uh, with the seventh <laughs> pick, the New York Knickerbockers select... <laughs> from Estonia. And, 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 and Brian from Queens looks around like, what? I'm out of here. Oh, my God. From Estonia. You know, like, um, I'll say this. Look, man, any team with the gentleman by the name of LeBron James on it, I'm they not betting against. Of course I'm not so. betting against. Um, I just, yeah. I, I just want to see it. The win the other night was great. Last night, I believe it was. Last night. They came out. They jumped on them quick. It was the Detroit mm-hmm. Pistons. Obviously, Blake Griffin, Andre Drummond. They got. They had some things yep. going. They got some yep. talent on that team. Yep. But they jumped out on them, got a big lead, kept it, held it, yep. played good basketball. I just want to see that going into the – I want to be confident yep. when people holler at me and try to talk smack to my squad. Right. I want to be able to be like, yo – where you can't talk crazy because look how we're going into the playoff. I don't want to limp in. I'm with I want to be sprinting in. I'm with, you, I'm with you on that. How you feeling about the West? Do you think Houston's for real? I, I don't know. I, 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 I think... So they have the best record in the NBA. James Harden's having an MVP season. I need to see James Harden do it when the lights are on. Okay. Talk, talk your shit then. I need to see him do it when the lights are on. When the I mean, popcorn's popping. When the popcorn yeah, is popping. Okay. okay. And it's, and it's nut-cutting time. Okay. And it's under two minutes. I, I need you to come to play. Okay. Last year, he folded, for lack of better terms, or he was like a lawn chair. Like a lawn, he was yeah. looking for other people to pass yeah. the ball to. I'm like, yeah. this isn't the James Harden yeah. we saw all year. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, I think he knows that. Mm-hmm. I think he came out this year with a different. And, and here's what I'll say: a different level of intensity. His his tone is different mm-hmm. too. When they're asking him, he's like, no, 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 this is the year. Yeah. 100%. He's a little disrespectful with it too. I, I like disrespect, 100%. by the way. I like when they disrespect from the lower side. Yeah, I like a little Come disrespect. On. Jesus Christ! Like, hey, what my man Steph say? If you ask if <laughs> if you ask if it's raining outside, if you ask if it's wet and it's raining outside, I'm gonna tell you this. Like, like I yep. like a little disrespect. Mm-hmm. I like him saying, "No, you know what? Yes, I'm putting my stake in the ground. This is our year." Yeah, let's do it. I will tell you this though: Uh-oh. them boys out in Golden State, no one's talking about them. I mean, they're. I mean, you don't have to anymore. Ooh. It gets old. It gets old. Them They're boys st- are tough. One through ten, too, man. Boys are tough. One through ten. Here's the problem with them, right? Most teams, Cavs, if LeBron has an off game, they're probably not going to win, mm-hmm. right? Houston, Harden has an off game, they're probably not going to win. Give me another team. OKC, if Russ plays bad, they're probably not going to win over the exactly. FPG and Melo and whatnot. Golden State, if Steph has a bad game, you have two of the other top three shooters in the NBA. Oh, and by the way, Fucking Swaggy P comes off the bench and knocks down four three. Like Talk it's about just, it. it's just. Then Sean Livingston gets yeah, to that foul line extended. By the way, I hate everyone in the arena. Sean Livingston, the guy guarding him, the fans, the guy bringing Dr Pepper down the stand. <laughs> down the aisle, everyone knows where he's going and where he wants to shoot it and what he's gonna do. And you're you not gonna stop, stop that. If he misses, it. it's because he missed. It's yep. not because you did anything to yep. stop. And it. his form is so crazy that you're gonna foul him. And half the time he follows through and gets the and one because uh, he's so big. Pause. And it's I just I I, I can't. It gives me anxiety. Go, talking go, about go, it. Golden State is really good. They're still the team to beat. Obviously, the champs are the champs. Till they're not the champs anymore. Of course. Um, you believe in OKC? You think they got a shot? I think I, I think they do. I mean, they have, they've had Golden State's number this year. They've played them well. I think that it's going to take a lot for them to beat Golden State 
in seven games. Mm-hmm. I think that's the kicker. Everyone always goes to the you know the series throughout the year. Yeah, regular season, hey, they, they won two out of three. Or they won two good. games. Yeah. But when it's seven strong games yeah. and yeah. we traveling, yeah. you yeah. coming to us, we coming to you, and yep. it's just mano y mano. That's different now. Yeah. And and I, I know every when you call out a play, I know it. I know it. Yeah, I've heard not, it already. You're not surprising it's us our at all. Fourth game. Yeah. I know the play already. Yeah. So not only that, I think you were telling me. I know where your mom is sitting. Yeah, no, I know all of it. I know where your titi yeah, sitting. Yeah, and I know where yeah. your titi went to eat last night. Titi Calmen. Yeah, titi Calmen's yeah, at titi the game. Calmen, yeah. And I know what you went to eat last night yeah. because I live around the corner. Yeah. You know what I'm oh, saying? No, so, it like, different. it gets yeah. different. There's man. no trickery in the playoffs. No that's shot. One, that's one thing I like about NBA playoffs, like, even more so than, than football, where football's like, you got to beat me once. Mm hmm. And the NBA, but that's what makes it that one game, all no, everything no, no, on no, the no, line. No, yeah, 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 Ooh, yeah. That's what makes it, man. Oh, that's right. what makes but the we Super, love Bowl, all that. Super Bowl. We love that. We love Super Bowl. We love playoffs. We love March Madness. Exactly. That winner go home, yep, right? Yep. But I think basketball, the fact that you're not surprising me. Mm-hmm. Not only do I not know what each play call means, I can tell you what you're going to call in this situation. Exactly. There's no surprises. So it and comes down e- to mano a mano who's going to play better. And in the conference, I've already played you, what, six times? Yes. It's like yes. six There's times. no surprises. It's no surprises. No surprises. So, Speaking of surprises. Okay. Okay. And we talked about this a little bit last show. NFL Combine had a couple of surprises. A couple of surprises. A couple of surprises. Some a little close to home to you. Of course. And some, I think, were stories that were even bigger than football. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the one that's a little close to you. There's a gentleman by the name of Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley. Who the Giants are rumored to be targeting in on with the number two pick. But the problem is this man just went and just destroyed the combine. And now Cleveland, there's this chatter about them taking him hey, first. Hey, Cleveland, don't don't pick him up. Please. <laughs> Let him slide. Y'all need a quarterback. Go get y'all a quarterback, man. There's nothing free agency for y'all. Go get y'all a quarterback. Let's say Quan dropped the number two for the Giants. Let's talk about what this man did in the in the uh, combine. So he benched two twenty five, which is the be- no pun intended, the benchmark, right? Everyone benches two twenty five. See yes. how many reps you get. He exactly. did that twenty nine times. Twenty nine times. Okay, running back doing twenty nine times. That is that is impressive, right? It's, it's, it's impressive. even by NFL standard, it's 100%, 100%. impressive. One hundred percent. There's some D linemen that didn't do it twenty five. That twenty nine times. Wow. And then he goes and runs the forty and runs a four three eight. Correct. Four three eight. Correct. Four, four three four three eight and a four four one. Yeah. Maybe. So four three eight. You know, a sub four four, mm-hmm. which is faster than like a lot of like. And let's be clear: when he puts the pads on and runs around, mm-hmm. he might be faster than that. Like game speed, when guys are actually chasing him, mm-hmm. he might be faster than that. Well, I think that goes across the board. Like 100%. My whole childhood, when I was being chased by people, <laughs> I was faster. I would, you would. I would hope so. <laughs> I would hope so. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this. <clears throat> Being so close to the game and being an NFL player yourself and, and having the long career you've had, seeing talent come and go, just raw skills, right? Just eye test, what you've seen in the combine from Saquon Barkley. Impressed, special, has a chance to be special. What do you no, think? let's be clear. This kid is special. I, 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 I'm I a firm believer in put the tape on, mm. right? Obviously, the measurables and, you know, Certain guys just test well. I mean, you put them out there and you give them these little tests, broad jump, high, you know, vertical, and all. They just test well. Guys just do that. I want you to test well or test decent, but I want to put that film on and see how you act when things are on the line, when the uh, game's on the line. When the popcorn's popping. When the popcorn's yeah. popping, like popcorn, we said. Popcorn's popping. And when that popcorn has been popping and warm with the, with the butter on it, He's been playing, and he's has and he's been playing at a high level, mm. and he's been playing and doing some things that we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. 
uh, a la Barry Sanders is the, probably the last time it's we've crazy. seen it, which it's is crazy. crazy. So I think if the Giants have the opportunity to get this kid at two, I think they absolutely will. I think they don't have the, you know, I don't think this quarterback issue for the Giants is as big as people make it. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to ride Eli until, you know, Eli doesn't want to ride anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, going from there, I think Saquon Barkley is the perfect pickup for them. Um, but we'll see. Obviously, you pair that with Odell and Shep and B. Marsh and Eli and him in the backfield, and you pick up some some O-line help along the way in that draft and make things, you know, shore that up and – you're good to go, man. At least offensively, you got you got a nice preseason lineup that you can work towards and you can get everybody acclimated so that when week one rolls around, you're ready to roll and you're ready to rock. Things are moving at a high level. By the way, speaking of O-line, did you see um, there's a rumor today um, who is Andrew Norwell, offensive lineman, Panthers? Notre Dame? Oh, he's uh he's the Panthers guy, yes, because the Giants were talking about drafting an offensive lineman from Notre Dame as well. But I guess he's the guy from the Panthers. He's yeah, the so, lineman. Yeah, from the so Panthers. they're saying supposedly that's like as soon as free agency opens up, like that's so to your point, they're trying to shore up the offensive line. They obviously already have Odell, who's a super talent, Eli, who will be a Hall of Fame quarterback at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Saquon could be that piece. That missing you know, piece. One of one of the big pieces. Um but here's here's the most interesting part to me. As incredible, normally any other year, mm-hmm. what Saquon did at the Combine would be the only story being talked about, mm-hmm. right? 40-time, shuttle, vertical, bench press. Saquon isn't the story of the draft or the he Combine. Isn't. He isn't. Not the biggest story, at least. Not the biggest story. My mom doesn't know who Saquon Barkley is. <laughs> she does now know who Shaq Griffin is. Wow. For the listeners of the show, Shaq Griffin, who is he? Shaq Griffin is a uh, I forget what school he goes to, but I know that he was a com- he competed in the NFL Combine and he only has one hand, and not only did he compete. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Talk to me. You just said he had, like you can't just like I can't just glaze yeah, over. Yeah, like oh, oh by the way, he has one hand, and he's a linebacker, correct? I'm not even I'm not trying Doesn't to be funny. You know matter. you know I'm not the most. Like educated person when it comes to like college football, I don't know what like at the level you know what at and, and stuff. So he played his college career with one hand at linebacker. Yes, like did. no prosthetic, no nothing. Mm-mm. Wow. One hand. And not only that, he was com- he's competing. They showed him in drills, catching footballs. Like he is playing football out there, and he's at the first of all. I didn't make it to the combine. Mm. He made it to the combine with one hand. That's a great point. Like, let's be clear about the the level. No matter what w- w- many would consider as a setback, he took that setback and was like, "Man, I'm gonna make this work." And now I'm at the combine, and now I have my opportunity, and now he's making the best of it. And it's amazing, amazing to see. And when you say make the best of it, this man ran a four a four three, four, three eight, eight. Right? Let's be clear. Ran a four three eight forty forty for a linebacker. I don't care if you have nine hands. You're a linebacker running a four three eight. Like that's impressive altogether. They showed a shot of a uh, Pete Carroll, the uh, Seahawks coach. Yeah, and he ran it. He saw the clock and he was like, "Whoa!" Like it that's just, I mean, different. like it's. I mean, he ran faster than some like running backs. He ran faster and than receivers. some receivers. Like one hundred percent. Do you think does that catapult him? Yes. In, in the draft. Yes, it absolutely does. I think, and it helps him that he plays linebacker because. 
they may not be expected to intercept a bunch of ball. You, you know what I mean? It's not mm-hmm. like you're a corner where your hands are everything. Right. right. The line at the linebacker position, you just got to go in there, tackle, you know, bat down balls, get an interception or two if you have the opportunity. But your job is to tackle and keep guys in front of you and control everyone else that's in front of you. Defensive lineman, the linebackers around you, that front seven is kind of where you live. Um, so to have that type of performance at that level at the combine where guys like myself and you know other guys that went undrafted didn't even make it there for him to be there and to be showing out, you can't even uh, – I'm sure he's smiling from ear to ear, which – I've seen every photo of this kid on social media or on the, you know on the news. He's been smiling a lot, so I know he's uh, he's definitely happy about his performance. And we'll see where it goes from uh, here. Speaking of performance, are you um, up to date on the uh, Louisville quarterback, uh, Lamar Jackson? And and everyone's trying to put him in this wide receiver box, yes. or wide receiver category. Yes. Where if you look at his numbers, he has comparables to Josh Rosen, and a, a, I believe a better completion percentage than Josh Rosen. Yeah, I. Look, this man won a Heisman like, at quarterback. On. What are we doing here? And he's allegedly or supposedly or reportedly being asked to work out as a wideout. Mm-hmm. Um, not not odd to you? Uh, to have the success at that level, to win a Heisman. When I talk about a quarterback that's been successful and rushed for 1,000 yards and threw for 2,000 or whatever it is, this man won a Heisman at quarterback. Well, obviously, the first thing, like, first person that comes to mind is Cordell Stewart. Okay. Who, his nickname is Slash. Slash, yeah. For a reason. Mm-hmm. Because he played quarterback and also played wide receiver at a high level, both positions. Mm-hmm. Um, do I think he is as good as Slash? I don't know what he looks like as a wide receiver, so... Upon that inkling, I'm going to say no. But do I think he's a good quarterback? And can he, given the right tools, given the right opportunity, given the right um, platform, can he win games in the NFL as a quarterback? I believe so. I think he can do it. I think he's quick enough to do it. I think, I think he brings a certain level of intangibles to the game. I think... Um, I think he's fast enough to escape out of trouble and make things happen, which also fall into his intangibles. I think he can make every throw. We've seen that. And I think he can be smart with the football. So what else do you want out of your quarterback? Yeah, he's a little (coughs) smaller than your average quarterback. Yeah, he's a little thinner than your average quarterback. But at the end of the day, do you want him to put – his job is to put numbers up on the board. Do you want him to do that for you? Yes or no? Is the question. Let me ask you a question, which, by the way, I'm going to answer for you. Okay. If Lamar Jackson oh boy. was of a different complexion okay, wow, and put up the numbers he put up and had the success he's had and won a Heisman Trophy, do you think he'd be asked to work out at wide Now, I'm going to answer it for you. Zero shot. Zero shot. Zero shot. It's never happened before. To my knowledge... You've never had a quarterback that's had the success he's had. The man's won the highest award. The man's won a Heisman Trophy. The man's won games. The man has put stats that are comparable or better mm-hmm. to other quarterbacks. And for you to even suggest that, I'm not even talking about after the combine, like, hey, he didn't do too well, so mm-hmm. maybe a team wants to bring him in and work out at wide out. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm fine with that too. I'm okay with saying, hey, let's, you know, Tim Tebow, let's look at some other options for yep, you. Yep. I'm okay with that. We've had instances of of quarterbacks that have had a lot of success 
in the um in college collegiately and maybe they ran you know option or maybe they did whatever and I was like hey let's look at other opportunities like I believe Cordell was mostly an option quarterback or whatnot right like he threw the ball as well yes. but ran a lot of option yes his right? thing was obviously being fast and yeah. option and making the right decision here's a quarterback that has thrown the ball mm-hmm. has had a lot of success and for you to say hey maybe you should work on that wideout before he even goes to the combine. No one can give me a valid football excuse. It's so funny, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm leery even saying this, but I remember when I was with the Chicago Bears and just talking to some teammates, and obviously they had just drafted Mitchell Trubisky, mm-hmm. and a couple of my teammates were mm-hmm. like, we just in conversation, and one of them mentioned to me, he was like, hey, man, what was the last black quarterback you saw in Chicago? Huh. And I was like going through my football Rolodex, and I can't remember. Has there ever been one? I don't think there's ever been one. I I can't even think of a backup, Pete. I can't think of one. Hey, hit us up on Twitter, Instagram. If y'all know the last African-American quarterback, um, or even minority quarterback for that matter, that played for the Chicago Bears, hit us up, let us know. It was just interesting that my teammate mentioned this, and I'm like, "Wow, I didn't even, I didn't even think about that." You know what I mean? Like, it's it's crazy to me that in 2018 and shit, maybe it's a sign of the times that we're living in, like the real world times, that there's still no one can tell me different. There's still a stigma around African American quarterbacks. Even even not even just African American <clears throat> quarterbacks. There is a stigma there, but just sports in general. The whole shut up and dribble, mm. and like. You know, all these different, LeBron getting his house, you mm-hmm. know. Vandalized. Vandalized. Yep. And, like, th- these are still happening. This is still happening a hundred years later after slavery and after, uh, you know, segregation and all these different things. These things are still happening to minorities in high positions. Not, mm-hmm. not my. obviously they're happening to minorities in inner cities and communities. Right. But they're happening to people like LeBron James. They're happening right. to people all across the world that these different levels of their lives and it's it's just crazy to think that we still live in a world where this is you know happening well you mentioned shut up and dribble um did you see uh Kobe Bean Bryant man won that Oscar man won an Oscar did you watch Dear Basketball did you see it I saw it do you think it deserved an Oscar it won an Oscar I think I think absolutely true right it won an Oscar I think you're absolutely right I give them props for um First of all, for making you know mm-hmm. the piece and uh, his speech, uh, I thought it was spot on. Spot on. Um, I thought it was great. Uh, it was, <laughs> yeah. Leave it to you know. You and I always joke. We send each other you know nine hundred memes a day mm-hmm, or whatnot, mm-hmm. and we joke about uh, the internet being undefeated. They haven't lost uh, yet. Not one loss. Not, not, one a, not loss. even a tie. Not even a tie. And they had a. Uh, they had this, uh, someone posted on Instagram, I can't remember who it was, and it was like, Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio, like, one Oscar. Kobe, one Oscar. And they had like, two goats. <laughs> like, it was like, like, like they're already putting him up, like, like Kobe does amazing. it. You know, they had the MVP, the championships, 18 All-Stars, one whatever thing, it is. One thing, though, I need Kobe to stop lying. Uh-oh. All right, Kobe. Uh-oh, what's he lying about? Kobe, I need you to just be real and just stop fronting and lying. My man Kobe, they asked him after he won the Oscar. And they said, where does this rank in the, you know, in all of your NBA championships, okay. all of your accomplishments, MVP trophies, okay. where does this Oscar rank? And what he, he proceeded to tell the people that this feels better than winning an NBA championship. He didn't say that. 
He said that. He said, honestly, and he started it with saying, honestly. He said, honestly, this feels better than the, than winning an NBA championship because blah, 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 blah. I don't even know what else he said. Doesn't matter. He's lying to the people. You know the Denzel Washington oh, um, Malcolm X meme when he slams the thing to the table? I always send it to you. It's like, <laughs> damn it, and drops his glasses. <laughs> yeah, that drops his glasses. That's me right now. Come on, Kobe. <laughs> Come on, Cole. Don't do Come that, on. man. Come on. Cut it out, Cole. It's not, oh, it's not bigger God. than winning a championship, It's not. Man. It's not. It's great. No, it's it's, it's great. extremely it's great. Let's absolutely, be clear. Absolutely. Like, you move... You no, might this even, is a bit... You might even move an MVP yes, over, like, to have, like, alone, on the mantle. Yeah, it's a big deal. Stands alone. It's not bigger than a championship. It's not bigger. Not the five. All five? Which one is the better? Let me know which one it's better than, Cole. Please <laughs> tell me. Speaking of huge... As I look down the list, yeah. I don't see anything else. No, 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 no. Okay, this is all. I'm excited script. about that. I'm excited about no. And he's excited. I'm excited about where we're going next. I'm speaking of he- no, just speaking of huge accomplishments, our guest coming up. Mm. He's, our guest is very fast. No, he's fast. He's very fast. No, no, no. He's the fastest human being I've ever, <laughs> I've ever encountered. <laughs> like, I want to be clear. Like, like, like you're fast. Like, we're to, pretty right? fast. No, like, yeah, like fast. you're 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 pretty fast or fast or let's even say. Averagely fast by NFL standards. Let's do that. By human being standards, you're very fast. 100%. You're very fast. I'll give you that. This guy's fast. No, this guy's faster than very fast. No, no, no. He's the fastest human being. All right, let's do that. (laughs) Yo, we have the one and only, the none other, uh, New Balance athlete, friend of the show now, Trayvon Bromel. Trey, what's going on, Trey? Hey, how's it going, man? I'm ha- hey, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be speaking with you all. This is, you know, a blessing in his hands. Trey, we, we got to keep it real, man. We normally don't prepare at all for these shows till you know, two minutes before the show. Yep. We were just nerding out on YouTube, looking at some of your highlights, going all the way back to high school. And, <laughs> and there's one highlight in particular, I'm sure you remember it, is when you ran sub 10 seconds. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, of course. That was that was the beginning of everything. <laughs> it looked like you were running against children. Children, actual <laughs> children, were out there running with him. It was crazy. Well, if that was the case, I was a child. Too. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Hey, so before we even get it, I mean, let's just get it. Let's get into it now. You just said it yourself. That was the beginning to everything. Talk to us a little bit about how, from that race, your life changed and what it meant for your track career. Uh, I feel like uh, it played a big part of my life, uh, physically, mentally, spiritually. Uh, the people I had around me, uh, they believed in me a lot. And yeah, I feel like it developed the character that I have now, you know, the fearless athlete that you all see when I compete. Um, that day, you know, I was I was kind of just like nervous. You know, I was I, I, I didn't you know, I didn't get accepted into a school yet. You know, I was still oh, wow. uh, weighing out what school I was going to trying to see who wanted to give me scholarships. So I was just like, man, I want to run fast, make these schools want me more. And uh, I know I was I was like kind of ranked, you know, like in the top five. But I wanted to be number one. And and a lot of people was like, you know, this is a big meet where a lot of people run faster. And then like people was just like, man. What what is he going to run and everything like that? Because I haven't ran for a while uh, after like the high school state meet, and it wasn't that fast, like ten three, ten four. And then he uh, by, by the way, Vic, the he, he he just said it wasn't that fast. It was just ten, ten three, three, ten, ten four. four. Yeah, okay. yeah, if you blink too fast, you might miss ten three, ten four. <laughs> so go ahead, Trey. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, but uh, what is the uh, like at the media was like kind of like a like a team by state kind of thing. So, you know, you had Team Florida, Team Texas, Team Cali, like stuff mm-hmm. like that. So so you had to represent pretty much. 
Yeah, of course, mm-hmm. of course. So, you know, over Team Florida, the coach, he was talking to me. He was like, man, you know, a lot of people run fast here. Uh, like, last fastest time there was like 10-1, 10-2. And he was like, man, we seen what you could do. Like, I think you could break 10 seconds. And I'm like, man, this dude crazy. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, do we not know how fast that is? So, he like, man, he's like, man, hey, he's like, if the wind's perfect, this and that, he was like, man, it could be legal, it could be wind data, it doesn't matter, but I feel like you could be the first to to run the time, you know. Mm-hmm. He's like, I feel like you'd be the first one to break 10 seconds in general. So he, he just, you know, he spoke to me, he spoke, you know, some some spiritual wisdom into my head, and he was like, just do it and everything, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I'm like, man, if this man got this much faith in me, and if you believe in me, then maybe I could do it. And like I said, from a spiritual aspect, you know, I, I, I recently I got baptized, and then I was like, man, I was like, God, you know, I like it when it's sunny and it's hot. And it was crazy because earlier that day, it was like bad weather, dark clouds, and like as soon as I got in the blocks, in the blocks, and I prayed, I said, God, just just give me some sunlight, like show me that whatever this man is telling me could possibly happen. And I, I, I kid you not, like no lie. The sun beamed through the clouds and wow, opened up. That's crazy. Like when that happened, I said, oh, yeah, it's game time. Show, you know what I'm saying? So when that gun went off and I came out of my drive phase and I looked up and I was like halfway done. I said, oh, keep going, keep going. And when I leaned, I looked at the clock, I said, oh, yeah. I said, <laughs> man, I said, this is crazy. Like after that day, it was just like phone call after phone call, interviews. Like it was, it was crazy, man. I was like, Dang, I said, I don't, I don't know what my life gonna go from here. <laughs> that's what's up. That's a that's a great story, man. Thank you for sharing that. We, you know, obviously me as a football dude, I always think about guys that I see that are fast. And I'm like, man, I know he on that track, but did you ever get an opportunity to play football? Did you ever want to play football? Did you play any other sports? Like, why just track and why not any other sport? Well, to be real, like my uh, my first love was football. You know, my my uncle, he was pretty much like my father figure, and he was a big football guy. So, mm-hmm. like uh, we played a lot of little league football, played in you know high school and everything. I was decent. I didn't take it too serious, but I was just one of those guys. I, I mean, I was just all around talent. So I was like, I could I could get out of there on the field. But I didn't pursue it, you know, as like any other of my friends, you know, like uh, Shaquem and Shaquille Griffin, like those guys, you know what I'm saying, who who's gotcha. doing their thing. Like I didn't pursue football like that. But I, it's, definitely, it's definitely like in my heart. I love the sport, you know, and I love like just the game and everything. And don't, it's, it's funny because I know me and my mom, we talk about it. She's like, you know, when you're done running, you think you want to go into the, uh, go into the uh, football? I'm like – Man, I'm too small. Let me get me a little bigger so I can take some hits. Trust me, I go. I, I, I got hands. I got hands and I'm there you fast. Go. So okay, that's all we need. Hey, Trey, have you ever ran the – I think I've asked you this before, but have you ever ran the 40? And if not, what would you I ran the 40 in, in high school. I was a sophomore, and I ran 429. <laughs> Jesus. You know what, man? I'm going to yeah. just go ahead and walk out, man. Just go ahead and leave. Four two nine, dog. A sophomore high school. <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing this with y'all today, man. I'm not doing this today. Oh my god. Um, but as highlighted, it, it was funny. It was funny because I was telling my my strength coach here at Baylor. Uh, besides, you know, my injury and everything, and I know a lot of people know about that recently happened. Like when I first had my first surgery, I was hoping that you know everything was gonna be good because I was gonna try to do the pro day at Baylor this upcoming year just to oh, do wow. the forty, just to you know. <laughs> Shock the NFL, the NFL coaches. Just to stunt, just to stunt, apparently. Okay, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. Um, I like that you got into your injuries. Obviously, I, you know, have faced some injuries in my career myself. Um, But you got this series coming up on Uninterrupted, our very own platform and network, uh, called The Return. You want to tell us a little bit about that? 
you know, just to, you know, speak briefly on the injury, like, you know, I, I got a little bone spur in my foot, uh, you know, a season or so back, uh, I was overseas getting ready for a track meet, and I uh, just felt a little, you know, tweak in my foot, and, you know, I had the bone spur, so I had to get that removed. Um, the doctor that I went to the first time, uh, he he removed the bone spur, but he didn't do the job where it would benefit me as, you know, the high athlete that I was. So I had to go back up under procedure by a new doctor, and he took great care of me, got everything cleaned up. I, it, it feels a lot better. I can definitely see the, the change and the difference in this procedure. So, you know, I feel definitely a lot better. And with the, with the video, with Uninterrupted, especially with the return, it's basically just, you know, showing the world that, I'm on the way back, you know, I know I've been preaching, you know, this all over my social media for like the past year or so, and I know everybody's ready to see me back on track, but, you know, I had to put a halt to it, just like I said, I had to go back under that second procedure, so I feel like this is going to be a real return, you know, I feel good, like I did a couple of strides and sprints the other day, and I was telling my coach, I said, yeah, I definitely feel the difference, so we almost back to where I need to be, start getting that good hard training in, just so I can show the people that I'm really back to you know, the old me. And, and for those people listening to, to the show, um, when Trayvon says the old him, you know, if you've been under a rock or may not know this, like this man was in the 2016 Olympic finals, mm-hmm. right? The 100 mm-hmm. meters. Trey, talk, were you 21 at that time? I was 21, yes. 21. Talk to us a little bit. I mean, you find yourself in the finals, and I don't know if you expected to be in the finals. Um, you find yourself in the final heat. And uh, there's a gentleman by the name of Usain Bolt mm-hmm. in that heat, right? Who I guess most would consider the greatest sprinter ever. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah, of course. Right? Yeah, to, the, man, the man's a legend. Right, yeah, to date. 100%. He's done a lot for the sport. Talk, talk to us a little bit about 21-year-old Trayvon stepping into that block. I know about 21-year-old Victor <laughs> and 21-year-old Victor with a pee down his leg. I'll tell you that right now. No, man, like, you know, like, at the level at the level of the Olympics or World Championships, you know everybody's fast. Everybody is there to put up a good, you know, good fight. The type of person I am, you know, raised how I was raised, being in the environment that I am, I'm I'm really not scared of nobody or nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm pretty much fearless to all aspects, you know, except for death. <laughs> but besides that, it's like, man, everybody is human. But at the end of the day, you know, I can't worry about the next person. In that, in the next lane beside me, my my biggest thing was going into those Olympics finals. Like I knew I was injured. I I I I can't lie. You know what I'm saying? I was I was kind of deciding on should I have even ran the finals. Then you know I made it. I made it to the finals, but I was like I, I can't even give up my. I can't even give my best effort. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because I'm injured. I, I have a bone spur in my foot that's killing me. And it, it, it was very hard for me to go out there and run in that finals emotionally because I knew I wasn't 100. percent you know, and I feel like if I was 100%, what people seen out there of me coming in eighth place would not have happened. I know for a fact if I wasn't, a, if I was 100%, we would have seen a different outcome. And I, it was definitely a, uh, definitely an emotional, emotion, I was in an emotional state after that race because I know the, the you know, the capability and everything that I'm able to do and what God has put me on this earth to do. But, you know, I just had a setback and that's, you know, something that I couldn't control. It's just a minor setback for for a major comeback, Trayvon. Uh, Trayvon, that's I, I firmly believe that, and and I get that belief from my parents, especially from my mom growing up, because I grew up in a neighborhood similar, uh, obviously to to St. Petersburg, where not the safest area. Obviously, there's a lot of ups and downs that you go through as a kid, and there's definitely things that you know it's easy for you to get caught up, or easy easy for you to go left or right and not stay on path and yeah. not stay on track. 
So tell us a little bit about, you know, your area growing up in Southside St. Petersburg in Florida and, and just a little bit of that so people can get a picture of how you grew up. Oh, yeah. No, you know, I'm from, yeah, I'm from St. Petersburg, Florida, of course. You know, as everybody's probably seen on the video, uh, a lot of people, you know, if you look up St. Peter, everybody think like, oh, it's the it's the retirement city. You know what I'm saying? Everybody <laughs> think, oh, go to St. Peter, retire. But, you know, that ain't the part that, you know, me and my friends and my community and everybody is from. You know, like, it's funny because we actually divide ourselves up from what really St. Pete is to the world, to what St. Pete is to us. If, if you know anybody that's from St. Pete, we don't even call it St. Pete. We call it the bird. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And every, like St. Pete is like rich people, got money, boats, you know, cars, big houses. That's that's St. Pete. You know, we from the bird from the south side. You don't see too much of that. You know, you see hardworking people. You see people that's in the struggle, low communities. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, gang, gangs and guns, violence and and, you know, the drugs and everything, you know what I'm saying, police, you know, in and out of houses, you know, the, the like what you see in movies is what really going on, you know, it's real life, you know what I'm saying, and that's and that's what a lot of people don't get to see, not saying it's something that, you know, we out here trying to portray to the world, like, hey, this is where we're from, because, you know, anybody that's really from the hood don't really like talking about it because we're trying to make it out, exactly. you know what I'm saying, so that's the real thing, like, that's that's really what we came up in, like, my school is in the middle of, like, three different hoods, you know what I'm saying, as well as other high schools, you know, so it's no, like, safe side of the south side, you know what I'm saying, so we we see people, you know, getting took into jail, guns all the time in schools and stuff like that, like, we see that, you know, we trying to make it a better community, and, you know, us as athletes, you know, people that's coming out of St. Pete, that's big-time athletes, we trying to help and make sure that everybody, you know, stay on the right track, of course, because a lot of the believe, you know, as anybody know, a lot of the people, a lot of these kids in the hood, can be great athletes and great people, you know what I'm saying? They just need that, you know, they need somebody on their on their shoulders. So that's what we're trying to be to them because I know that's that's what I was happy to have. I had people that was, you know, that, that's that been in that in that side of the world, and it was like, hey, you know, this ain't what you want, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't get caught up in this because you're going to end up in jail, end up wrong, roaming with the wrong people, might end up dead. So I'm type of people, like the people that was around me, they kept me from being in that environment. You know, I had friends, like I got friends that's, Doing that, done that, you know, been that way. But you know, a lot, even them, they protecting me. They like trade on, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, keep doing track, keep doing sports. Like, you know, focus on that. Like, don't get caught up in this lifestyle because you don't, you don't need it. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it's like a hard out life for real. Like out there uh, in Southside, you know, it's, it's different. It's you grow up differently, but it, it gives you tough skin. You know, like I said, it made me fearless to pretty much anything. You know, I'm not scared of challenges. I'm not scared of no one. I face anything. I look you straight in the eye like man to man. You know what I'm saying? That's how I approach everything in life because that's that's what it made me. You know, I I can't be worried or scared about anything. So like, I, I, I've been from the scariest part. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you I don't, don't need to be scared of nothing else it. now. You done seen it all, right? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it's hard to really be like, they say, oh, Trey, you'll get scared when you stand up next to boat. I said, man, I'm I'm, di- I'm dipping and dodging from people pulling out guns in areas. <laughs> what you mean? Hey, that ain't nothing scarier than that. Exactly. <laughs> you feel me? Like, uh, I'm from, with, like, shoot, like, right, I remember, uh, it was like the little boxing, the bone of the boxing dudes in the neighborhood, like, you know, some stuff went down. They were shooting all through the neighborhood, the police and everything. Like, I'm I'm worried about that. I'm worried about getting hit, hit by a straight bullet than worrying about, you know, another man. For you real. feel me? Like, like, I'm like, man, it's, it, it, it's, it's easy not to, you know, get worried about other people, especially in the athlete world, because you've been through so much. So it's like, man, why should I be scared? Like, it ain't. 
this ain't nothing. I'm just having fun. Exactly. Like, why would I be scared of having fun? <laughs> so, so speaking, you know, it's it's amazing to me or for us to hear you speaking about St. Pete and and the similarities of like you know neighborhoods we grew up in. But then, you know, I I think back and I think of all the amazing places, you know, a regular kid from St. Pete, right? You know, you've been to Beijing, Colombia, Rio. I I believe you were just in Ireland recently. What's that been like? What's that been like? A kid from St. Pete traveling the world, and 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 the fact that track has been the, the thing that's taken you around the world. Oh yeah, it's it's a blessing. Like I, you know, me and my mom talk about it a lot. You know, like all my family and friends, we speak on it. Like it's it's mind blowing, man. Like at one point, I I couldn't even afford to get out of the city. But now I'm traveling first class all over the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's mind-blowing, man. Like, I'm talking to my friends. My friends like, Trey, you really going to see a doctor overseas? We got plenty of doctors in the city, but you going <laughs> to see one overseas? They like, man, what? Like, that's crazy. I'm like, bro, tell me about it. I'm living it. I've been living it for like two, three years now. And I'm like, bro, it's still crazy to me. I'm like, bro, I'm like, it, it, it's just different, man. Like, I call my agent. I'll be like, hey, I think I need this. I need this. I need that. He's like, all right, we'll get you on a plane tomorrow. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, dang. <laughs> Man, before, I'm like, we planning a year out a year just to get a plane trip exactly. to, to Georgia. <laughs> you feel me? I'm like... I'm like, man, it's, it's different, man. It's definitely mind-blowing. You definitely count your blessings on all this because, you know, like coming from not having a lot to having everything you ever dreamed about, man, you got to count those blessings. You got to thank God. You got to give him the glory because he took you out of a position where you had nothing. And now you're able to bless others. You're able to see the world. Like, it's it's mind-blowing, man. Like, I, I thank God every day. Like, uh, Trayvon, I, I don't think I, I could. I wanted to ask you specifically about that, man. I, 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 how much does faith in the Lord and God really play a part in your training, in your preparation? Because it definitely played a huge part in my career, just making sure you're staying connected with him and the, the fact that you're praising him and acknowledging him for all the successes in your life. I feel like you're the same way. So just talk about how God plays an important role in your life and in your family. It plays a huge role in my family just because, like, we've been through a lot. Mm-hmm. So when it when it when I got older and I started, you know that's that's one thing I love about my mom that she did not force she didn't force faith or you know Christianity or anything on me like she let me find it myself because I think I got baptized when I was 16 and it was on my own like it wasn't like my mom saying oh you need to go to Bible study you need to do this you need to do that you need to go to church she was like hey when you ready God will make sure you ready. And like when I hit 16, I was like, man, I I gotta I gotta I gotta you know give myself to him, you know what I'm saying? Cause right now the things that I'm doing, the way that I'm moving, is not the right way. So after that, like things started changing, you know, like and my faith has gotten me through a lot of things. Like as you like when I preach to people about you know beliefs in God, like I can't tell somebody to believe in you know what I believe in. It's up it's up to them. But I tell them this: I broke both of my knees, now my foot, I've broken my hip. I'm I have scoliosis. I'm not big, but look at the things that I'm able to do. Look at mm-hmm. look at what he has blessed me to be able mm-hmm. to do. First junior to run under 10 seconds. At the age of 18, I ran 9 seconds, 19, 9, 8, 20, 9, 8. Like, I'm doing things that people ain't even done before. I'm like, I'm like, dog, this is not me. This is past my mm-hmm. body. This is out my body. This is from the man upstairs. The things that I'm doing, people should not be able to do in my position. I'm small. I'm only 155 pounds. I got fragile bones, and I got doctors to tell you this. I got fragile bones and everything, but I'm able to do all this crazy stuff 
how? You know what I'm saying? I can't, I can't tell you that it's me because it's not. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, I tell people all the time, man, my faith is bigger than my body. Like, I, I can't do it without him. And that's why I think, you know, and we live in a sinful world. We do things every day, you know, that maybe not something that he likes. But I thank him every day. Like, man, you forgive me for everything that I do, and I can't thank you enough for the position that you put me in. <laughs> if all this was to all fail and go away, I would still be thankful because I'm not in the position that I was in years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's giving me everything that I ever wanted, <laughs> and exactly. I'm only 22 years old. That's insane. It. That's dope. Hey, Trayvon, I, I've had I've had the uh, pleasure of sitting down and speaking with you on, on a couple of occasions, and, and and one of the things that always comes across um, is is obviously, and Vic just mentioned your 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 faith. Um, you know, um, you just being a really good person, and and the third thing is you always talk about community. You always talk about you know athletes' responsibilities to to help those you know still in those communities. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, man, like it's 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 crazy. Like I, you know, I don't I don't throw no shade on nobody's names or nothing like this. But I I, I say this since I've since I've been in the position I was in, I do a lot. You know, I talk to a lot of people. People write me on social media, and I respond back to them. Like I try to get back to every single person that do hit me up. I try. I go through messages. I read. I say prayers to those who write me. If, even if I can't write them back, I pray for them. You know what I'm saying? Like I will literally like read their message, and I will pray for them. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day. I was in a position where nobody wanted to help me. All I had was my family. All I had was my circle. All I had was my community. So when I see people in my position who has this platform to speak to these kids, to help these kids that may be in the same position that they in and they don't do nothing, that really hurts me because I was in a position where I had nobody but my family and my community. So when I got to this position, like even like New Balance can tell you, like I said, hey, I want to help people. I want to give back. Like I want to make sure that I was one of those athletes who helped them people. Because at the end of the day, it don't matter by race or where you from. If somebody can help you, that's the biggest thing in life, man. Like you, you have to live to help others. That that is that, like mm-hmm. Jesus had nothing. He had nothing but his word and God, and he helped millions. Man, if we can even accomplish just half of that, then we doing something. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like as an athlete, we have that opportunity to do that. And a lot of people are not stepping up to do that. But, you know, that ain't my position. That ain't, you know, I'm not them. I know I told myself once I get in this position, I'm going to help as much as I can and help as many people as I can. Yeah, that's that's dope. I try to be the same way. I'm I'm always giving back, Always whether it's, you know, the funny thing is that some athletes think it, 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 you got to talk or you got to go make it a grandiose, you know, moment when you go give back to your community or where you're at or your hometown. All you got to do is show your face, dog. They just want to see you sometimes, yeah, you know what I'm saying? They just... Man, I'm telling you, you know, I don't even call, you know, I don't even call people that, like, you know, support me. Like, I don't call them fans. I don't like the word fans. I call them supporters. I call them family because fans mm-hmm. is, is, a, is a term to me that I feel like I'm belittling them. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Like, I call them my supporters because that's what I would call my family and my friends. You know, they my supporters. That's what I call others who I don't know that support me. They my supporters. They my family. I don't use the word fans because mm-hmm. I just I just think that's degrading them because <clears throat> I make that make me feel like they below me, and I don't feel like nobody's below me. I feel like we all are equal. Exactly. Uh, Trayvon, switching gears a little bit, um, I know when you're training and you're getting busy and you're getting ready for that next race or that next event, um, what are you listening to, man? What hip, what hip hop music are you listening to? What R and B, whatever it is that you're listening to, uh, what, what's on that? What's on that iPod shuffle playlist right now, man? 
Right. Well, I'm a big Kevin Gates fan. I mean, if you if you okay. follow me on social media, like you know, I got a BWA chain. I got a BWA <laughs> water bottle. Like I'm a I'm a <laughs> I'm a Gates fan. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm also I listen to NBA Young Boy. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think what else, what else I got on my playlist. Oh uh, yeah, I got NBA Young Boy. Shoot, I mean, I got I got that guys playing that everybody playing. Okay, okay. Uh, I listen to T Grizzly, Meek Mill. That's pretty much it. But I'm a, I'm a diehard Kevin Gates fan. You know, that's that's literally all I play. Like anybody who know me and they get in my car, they like, man, this man always listen to Kevin Gates. Like I'm talking about, I'm. <laughs> you got a little Kodak <laughs> in there. All my the all my teammates that lived in the Berg. It's funny you say that because all my guys on the on the Giants dudes that I play with called it the Berg. They never called it Petersburg or nothing like that. They oh, they love Kodak, bro. Like why? Everybody love Kodak from down there, man. It's crazy. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy because I just downloaded a Kodak song. See, <laughs> see what I'm saying? No, see what I'm really... saying? Shout out to Kodak. I ain't, I ain't here, so yeah. Shout out to Kodak, man. Right. Like, but yeah, yeah. Everybody pretty much, you know, we 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 kind of we kind of want to support anything that come out of Florida. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And That's so cool. we try to stay connected like that. So at first, like I said, you know, at first I was. I kind of be different with everybody with music. Like, I like to give everybody a chance, not just, you know, people that everybody listens to. And a lot of people, they want jamming gates like that. You know, mm-hmm. people, you know, you know, with that whole Meat Mill and Drake beef, everybody on, you know, Drake <laughs> side. I'm like, man, I'm a Meat Mill fan. I like Drake, don't get me wrong, but, you know, I'm a Meat Mill fan. You know, I, I, I like I like what they speak speak about, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, Gates, he, he stayed true to everything that he say, and, and a lot of the stuff that he talk about, I feel like I can relate to. Yep. So that's why I kind of stick to the person that I listen to, that's who I listen to. So I, I have the uh, pleasure and distinction of knowing both of you, right? Uh, Vic, I know you mm-hmm. a little better than Trayvon. Trayvon, you know, I've spent a couple of days with you on, on shoots and, and things of that nature. But um, I'm going to bring up a couple of topics that you guys have in common that you don't know you have in common. Okay. Y'all ready for this? Ready. Uh, yeah. If you follow Trayvon, you know, Trayvon is very big into fashion. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Trayvon, talk to us. Trayvon did something on, uh, I believe it was Instagram, that was hilarious to me, was he posted a bunch a bunch of posts of him, okay. so a while back, of him, like, you know, on his shit, dressed, you yeah. know, not playing around. Out here, yeah. And he added GQ on them. Okay. And it wasn't a GQ shoot. It was him letting GQ know, like, I'm yo. I'm out here. Yeah. I'm here. Check me <laughs> out. Man, I'll be it's funny that you brought that. I was just talking to my photographer, my uh, homie D. Porter out of, uh, out of Dallas. Man, I'm telling him, like, man, why GQ keep playing with me, man? Like, <laughs> hey, man, it be, hey, I'm going to be real. I'm going to be real. You know, I don't sugarcoat nothing. It's a lot of people on that GQ page that I know I can dress better. Talk about <laughs> it. Saying, Talk like, about I it, Trey. Like they only own there because they more famous than I am. Talk about it, Trey. Man, put me on there, man. I'm telling you, hey, I got, I got people, hey, I got stylists that I can hit up. I got anybody, man. I can get the same connect they got. Put exactly. me on there, get me in the shoot, and I promise you, it's gonna do nothing. Jim Moore, I hope you're hearing this, man. GQ, get this guy on the magazines, man. On digital, whatever y'all need, man. Get my guy on there. They don't even gotta put me on the magazine. Put me in, inside of some Anything. Like, you don't you know need the saying? cover. You don't need the cover to get right. Put him in the yeah. pages. Well, give me a little. I want an IG story at least. A light 24. That's all you're asking for, Trey. A little 24, 24 hours. hours that's it. A light 24, and I promise you they won't be disappointed. <laughs> right, we're going we're to have to work on that for you. The, the second topic is uh, you guys both have an affinity and love for is cars. Okay. Cars. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trey, talk a little bit about the collection. I don't know what you're driving these days, but I will say oh, you can't miss I the man just, when he I pulls just, into the Baylor parking lot. Say no Let me just more. Say that. Say no more. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, you know, uh, the the Corvette, the Stingray, the Camaro. Uh, it's a common I got, thread. Well, I just Speed. recently bought a Porsche. Oh, okay. I okay. Bought a Porsche. Okay. I got a Panamera. I'm loving that baby right there. That's that's my baby right there. Man, hey uh, Trey, man, whenever you want to bring, whenever you want to bring that Porsche or that Charger <laughs> or that Charger, and and, and I bring my R8 out on these roads, I'm ready and willing uh, to do whatever you, you want to do. Hey, man, you know I can't. I can't do nothing against that. But already. with the Porsche, the Porsche, you good. Ah, <laughs> not nah. nah I'm nah, a Panamera. That bad boy ain't. It ain't, yeah. it ain't gonna keep. Oh, up you with bought no a Panamera. Nah. Oh, okay, 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 okay. And I'll nah, and, see, nah. and I'll do this. I'll I, I'll Uber X, <laughs> and I'll meet you guys wherever <laughs> you guys are gonna be at. Wait, what you Uber. got, Trey? You was about to say something. All right, now, now, when I get back running, you know, and I get my name back out there and let people know what's going on, you know, I bring a little more bucks in there. And I <laughs> say no more. Say no more. Because that's that's the next pickup, you know, McLaren. That's that's Ooh, that's my wee. dream car. Okay. Ooh, Ooh wee. Okay. Okay. Say no more. That's well, my dream car. Well, right Trayvon, now. you keep running that fast, man. You're gonna buy a lot of McLarens. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. Man, I'm trying to get a deal. You know, I love I love Audi. I love Audi to death, and I love Chevrolet. Chevrolet need to go ahead and uh, holler at your boy and give me some some free Stingray. Man, we need to go in there together because they got a Chevy Cruze that we need to go and I need to collect off of that. <laughs> I need hey, to collect. I see. And and so and my last one I'll bring up for you too, and this is a little more on a serious note. I'd love both of you to talk about this because we have a lot of young listeners. Is both of you have been underdogs your careers, right? You've been small, maybe too small. Um, you know, in your case, Vic, maybe not a big enough school. Um, Trey, in your case, maybe not. You know, you know, you're not Usain Bolt size. You know, like talk a little bit about that about being an underdog, how it's never stopped you, and maybe even how it's propelled you in your careers. Dude, I say, uh, it definitely helped me mental, mentally wise. You know, yeah, I'm pretty sure Vic can say the same thing. Like a lot of people hearing all the doubts, you know, it only goes so far until that start turning into fire, and you start just going for people next. You like, all right, you feel this way, then hey, I'm gonna just show you what I got. And you know, I always hear it all the time. You know, even when I was in college, a lot of people was like, oh, he ran this one day that we don't think he can run it legally. So. If you watch my NCAA meet as a freshman, and when I dropped that nine that nine ninety one in the prelims legal, like I I started turning up like I had already won because I'm like I showed y'all like how much more like what more do y'all got to say about me like like Tyrese what strong. more do you want from me? What else I gotta do? What else I gotta do? Because you know what I'm saying like. In every race that I'm in, it's people that's six foot. You know, it's people that's 170 pounds. You know, pushing pushing power, but I'm still some way, somehow, you know, coming out with the win. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, it, it ain't nothing but motivation, man. A lot of, all the doubts and stuff like that is, it just go through one end out the other with me because I don't really care about all that, oh, he, you tall, this, this and that. I'm like, man, hey, at the end of the day, you got to beat me on that day. Exactly. And, and even then, if you get me that day, you ain't going to get me again. I'm with you, Trayvon. I'm the same way, man. People thought I was, you know, uh, you know, too slow or I couldn't. You know, I didn't go against enough big enough talent in college or, you know, when you're walking into that football field in that locker room and nobody knows who you are and you got to go make a name for yourself. And I'm in my backyard. Like, I grew up 15 minutes away from this place, so I had to make sure that I put it all out there for people to see and it ended up being better than other people's best efforts. You know what I'm saying? So it's that motivation of people telling you you can't, you can't, you can't as you keep crossing these barriers. And that's the best part, man. And, and, and once you keep reaping... The benefits of your rewards, man, it's only going to be better and better. And keeping God close the whole time is only going to lead you to, to more and more success. So 
Don't forget to check my guy Trayvon Brumell out. Uh, obviously, he has The Return that's airing on Uninterrupted, our very own platform. Um, be sure to follow him on social media. Trey, your joints at Trayvon Brumell, right? I am Trey. Yeah, at I am Trayvon Bromel. At I am Trayvon Bromel. Um, Trey, we appreciate you coming through, man. Best of luck to you in your already illustrious career and everything that you're doing uh, in the future. We appreciate you stopping by. I have, I have one up? last question for Talk him before to me. we go. Okay, Trey, if you give me a 20 meter head start, oh boy, in 100 meters, do you catch me? I promise you. <laughs> I promise you. No hesitation. I I no just, hesitation. Hey, I just did some accelerations the other day. I'm saying this on the show first and beforehand. I'm back. Okay. I'm okay. Back. I love that. Ooh, I like that type of talk. I like it. Yo, hey. Trey, we appreciate you having you, man. Have a good one. And now you got to come to the show next. You got to come hang out with us and chill. And, oh, I got you. And, 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 uh, and, and kick back and talk a little bit. Oh, yeah, for sure. I got you. You got my word. All right, Trey. I appreciate you, baby. All right, peace. Peace. All right, y'all. For sure. All right, we just had Trayvon Bermel on the show. Yo, just talking to him, like, I'm, I want to jump in the blocks and, like, no, no, warm no. this thing up, B. Listen, talking to him, let me realize one He's fast. He's very fast. No, he's the fastest <laughs> guy I've ever spoken to. <laughs> Yo, I'm not doing this with you today, man. I'm not doing this with you today. No, I, I will say this, right? It's like there's this... Uh, there's a little bit of like this, uh, I don't know, this mindset of like, if you're fast, you're fast, right? Mm-hmm. You're born with it or whatnot. You know, speaking with him and hearing from him and hearing, you know, his his strong faith and hearing how community is important to him and hearing how he cares about the next generation. You know, um, it was dope to see that. And especially, I mean, Trayvon's young. I mean, no, I mean, he's he's in his he's, he's 23. Well or whatever, beyond right? his like years. It's, it's, well it's, beyond his years mentally. It's insane. And... Um, I'm excited to see him coming back off an injury mm-hmm. to see if he's able to pull it all together because, I mean, for us, uh, 2020 seems like it's far away, but 2020 is right around the corner. Right like, around the bend. The next Olympics. And so. where's the Olympics at? Where's in the 2020? 2020 Olympics? Is Tokyo, is Let's it? Let's look is this it, up. We can't it, just end the show yeah, I think, without I believe it's, providing. I believe it's Tokyo, which, by the way, I've decided I'm going to try out for the next Winter Olympics. For what sport, exactly? What's, what's the thing when you're sweeping? What's the on oh, ice? Oh, uh, that guy's not curling. Better. Yeah, they're it's not curling. I mean, I, you mean all of them are hey, better? At, none at of them. What exactly? At, at curling, that's what you called it, right? Uh, the twenty twenty Olympics are in Tokyo. Tokyo, yes. yeah, and it is curling. That'll be the last time you fact check me on this show, by the way. And it was I just it was I was I, I didn't was, I, I mean, know it was in Tokyo. I just wanted to be clear. Hey, I'm gonna say something on the show right now. You I'm, and me should try out for curling for the next Winter Olympics. I want to end the show now. <laughs> can we hey, end the show? Hey, can we uh, do that right now? Listen, y'all would see how this man's <laughs> eyes listen, just lit up. Listen, you and I. Listen, uninterrupted. Gonna, Don't take none of this. Hey, I see y'all. Hey, uninterrupted. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna oh, do the research. Victor Cruz and PR. Are gonna try out for the 2022, 2022 Winter Olympics. Whatever. In curling. Whatever. Are you are you in? I'm with it. I'm are in. you in? I'm in. Shake my hand. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. Out I'm for in. the Winter Olympics. Listen, guys, <laughs> it's been a great show. I have no idea what I just signed up for, <laughs> but I appreciate you guys I'm tuning stretching, in. Dog. Hold on. Yeah, just go, fam. Just just take your stuff and go. That is, PR is stretching in here right now. Where's the Winter Olympics? Can you look that up? I want to know where we're going. I, I think I'm good. Ready. I think somebody will tweet us about it. <laughs> somebody tweet us about it. Woo! Thank you all for tuning in to another episode oh, this, of the Victor Cruz Show. I got it. Oh, I even got a better one for you. Can I end this? No, show? no, don't end this. We might be able to get on Team Puerto Rico. <laughs> you don't know what <laughs> curling is. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. I have to go. PR, say goodbye. Goodbye. We'll see you in 2022. Goodbye. Goodbye.